Welcome back to a new episode of Two Hype Bros Podcast. I'm your host, One Sweet Chris. This is my co-host, Marcos Gonzalez. We're here with a hype-filled week of wrestling. We just came out from the Impact uh, Pay-Per-Views Rebellion. We got AEW to talk about and NXT and a little bit of SmackDown if we have some time. But Marcos, give me your thoughts and opinions on this past Sunday's Rebellion. Dude, it was a, it was a um, actually really good pay-per-view. I was quite surprised on uh, the matches that their sales and um, getting to see uh, freaking uh, Jordan Grace and I think it was Rachel Erling mm-hmm. right. tag team and uh, they win the, t- the titles. So uh, that was a really good match. Uh, Jordan did a really good job holding the whole match together, you know, and uh, those two girls. That were the tag team champions. They were uh, I didn't I didn't catch their names. Like, Fire like, and flavor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really kept up with uh, Impact as much lately, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been kind of focusing on just Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AW. So it's so hard. It's so hard, really. It is. Trust me, it's a chore. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, what you call it? So I don't really know what's going on, but those those two were like really cool. I like yeah. I like what they were doing in that match. So I was like, okay, this is pretty badass. Um, I will I say, like, how would you, what, uh, would you, would you go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, um, I heard that this was the most like bought pay per view for Impact in a while. So I think everybody just knew that yeah. going in, and they were just like, okay, well, let's just bring out our A game for each match. So hell yeah, until the main event. But yeah, go go ahead. What you're saying. Dude, the resurgence of fucking Cass XL, which is yeah. like his, his name on Impact is a different name, but yeah, dude, w, uh, Morrissey, yeah, most Morrissey, yeah, um, dude, the fucking he looked badass, dude. He he was hitting his shit. He looked like a fucking star. So I was like, dude, I'm glad to see him back. I'm glad yeah. to see him back in the ring. He looked like he enjoyed every moment of it. So um, mm-hmm. big ups to you, brother. I'm glad you're back. So yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, man, the main event, um, I actually didn't enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but, uh, the botches, I don't, I don't think they were planned. <laughs> you were asking yeah. me that the other day, like, you think yeah. they were planned? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it, it looked like Kenny was in his mind knowing that he, him and Swan were having a really good match of the year candidate match. Right. Yeah. And then. He botched that fucking, you know, sunset, sunset flip, you know, off the top yeah. to, to a power bomb. He got so, so like when you see how they drops him and stuff like that, he gets all fucking mad, kind of kicks and shit. And yeah. Then, then goes back to doing it. So like, um, yeah, um, you could tell that it, it, it pissed him off that that, that happened. But uh, other than that, the match was pretty good. Um, having Kenny win was probably predictable. I hate to yeah. say that. Just because AEW is a is the better product, I guess right now, or the ones probably calling the shots, you know. And uh, you can't have like Kenny put on this new persona and call mm-hmm. himself the collector without him actually winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like you know uh, that that had to happen. Uh, sadly, you know, I think Rich Swan will get his title back. I think you'll see him wrestle Kenny one more time for that title he'll probably yeah. get it back I don't think Kenny keeps it for a while for that that long if he does keep it for like a couple of months like four months I'm yeah. gonna be like whoa what are they doing like he I hope he at least has a couple matches that are really good in the yeah. process and 
But yeah. Other this than that, the, um, first pay review for Impact I actually watched like, from beginning to end. Yeah, I never done that. And well, I thought well, I was watching the beginning to the end, but you told me that it wasn't. <laughs> the X Dex division match. Oh yeah, the X division match was the one that stood out for me. Like, yeah, that was the first match too. Yeah, see, and... I didn't catch that one. That's why I was like, I watched the beginning. You're like, no, that that was. I went, oh, <clears throat> so I didn't. I caught, I missed that one then. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I mean, if you can, yeah, you definitely need to watch that one. With TJP, yeah. uh, dang, I think it is Finance Alexander or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, his name, uh, and Austin Ace or Ace Austin. Sorry if I butchered any of their names, <laughs> but uh, yeah, those guys they really brought it. And yeah. I remember uh, in TNA and Impact, the heyday of it, it's always been the X Division. And like I said, they everybody in, in that locker room was like, This is the one that's we've most bought, we gotta bring an A game. And with them being the first ones out, they really brought it. I wish they had a crowd for this one because if it was like uh, crowds there, I felt like it would have paced a little better with their spots and everything. But what they had, what they did was still amazing, and that was a great first match. I like, I also like Brian Myers and Matt Cardona's match because they did a Dude. lot of references to Christian and really? Edge as well. Yeah, you liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was good for what it was, but I didn't. Okay, like, okay. I thought it was, yeah, thought it was a, like, I didn't think it was like a five star match, but I thought there was one of their better matches between the two of them. Yeah. And, uh, they didn't really have too many matches together. I remember no. Matt Cardona uh, talking about that on Twitter, and I was like, that le- ending of it with him like having sort of like a leg injury, like really sold it for me because like he's he's had yeah that leg part injuries was really before. good. That part and was really good. They had you saw that referee throwing up the X, and I was like, oh, yeah. is this legit? This is this work? This is shoot? What is it? Yeah. And <clears throat> when wrestling can like make you like. Think question like if this is real, this is not what it was. That's when it's really good. Oh, and I kind of was disappointed by the uh women's uh championship match with Tanil Dashwood and Diana Prazo because that was kind of overbooked. Um, it was like too many interruptions and stuff, and it was like only like I think it was only 12 minutes. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the the tag team championship was longer, yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, I think that was the only like. Uh, down point for me. Uh, yeah. was that singles? What was that singles match for the women's championship? Who did Sammy Callahan face? I forget. The uh, guy's Trey name. Miguel. Dude, that that dude. Ah, it is badass. Yeah, that was a good match too, as well. Yeah. The last man standing. Oh yeah. Oh well, actually. So I was like listening to another podcast about that match, and it was kind of like, it was kind of non-believable because. Sammy Callahan was working Trey Miguel so much throughout that match, and Trey Miguel only hit, hit a cutter onto a table, and that's how he won. I mean, it was still a good match, but yeah, yeah, that's, but it, yeah, like Callahan did kind of carry the match, but I think it was orchestrated for that to happen that way. Yeah, it seems like it was because you know he had a little run, but then he would just get stopped by Callahan real, real quick, and I'm like, okay. yeah. But so, overall, it was a good pay review, and I'm actually excited for the next one. Yeah, 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 mine too. <clears throat> um. Oh yeah. So one last thing I want to say about that about the Impact Rebellion was I like how in the main event with um Rich Swan and Kenny Omega, 
he was literally putting like Ritzwan's face towards all the guys uh, that was watching him on Impact's side. Like there was a uh, Eddie Eddie uh, Edwards and Willie Mack, and I think one other guy. I keep forgetting. I don't. Remember yeah, yeah. Was. I don't know who the other guy was, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and like Ritzwan is just literally like knocked out, drooling because he's so like out of it and. Eddie's like, come on, man, you can do this, you can do this. And next thing you know, you just see him get V-triggered the hell out of him and then just hit him with the one-winged angel. And I think that's the next program that they're setting up is Eddie versus uh, Kenny because they do have a match set up with a six-man tag. But uh, Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice versus the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega at their next pay-per-view called Under Siege. Yeah, Finn Juice, aren't they the tag team champions? Yeah, they're still the Impact tag team champions. Yeah. Um, Take yeah. that, good brothers. Yeah, I was surprised that they won, but it was a good match, though. Too. Yeah, it was a good match. Alright, uh, let's get into AEW. Um, this week started out with um, Brian Cage versus Hangman Adam Page. I missed um, that match. It was a good match. Um, and it started out with Hangman coming out, but then Team Taz came in and attacked Brian uh, Hangman. And for a good bit, and even Brian Case, I think, powerbombed him onto the entrance ramp. Dude, and yeah. Um, eventually, Dark Order did come in for the save, but I think it was a little too little, too late. You see, Heyman just hurt throughout the match, and oh man, um, Heyman did get some good offense in, but eventually, Brian, uh, you know, with his power game, actually did win clean with a the drill claw. And it was a surprising win just because, like, um, Hangman. Hangman's been on this big mm-hmm. push lately, uh, especially being an opening match for the past couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And for Brian Case to get that win, uh, that really raises him in the rankings for AEW. And, yeah. Yeah, just him winning with not, not, it's I always hate when wrestlers win with the surprise roll up. So it's always good to see, too, that he won with his finisher. But, they did hammer in, you know, the attack early on in the match. That may have been the real reason that he won in the first place. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um, I, when I read the grades and mm-hmm. um, the fact that Brian Cage won. Yeah. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. I was like, I, in my head, I'm like, dude, I want to see Hangman go on his run and finally take out Kenny, you know. And take the title that should have been his from day one, you know. Yeah. So, um, I, I know that's probably the story they're building towards, right? You know, because I think that's the person that should take the title from him. That's just me, you know. I yeah. think to if anybody was to take the title from Kenny, it should be Hagman, and I hope that does happen. So, um, to see him lose to Brian Cage is like, damn. But you know. You're seeing a rivalry between Cage and, and Hangman, and uh, you may get a tag team match between, you know, Hangman with uh, Hangman and Christian and, you know, Team Taz. So, yeah, that could be on the horizon. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what that comes from. Because, you know, this could also be the launching point for Brian Cage to be a solo star, too. True, true. Yeah. He, he deserves more than that FTW uh, non existent title belt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Taz, but you know you don't defend it, so why you have it? Yeah, <laughs> you know. So at, um, at least our truth defends his title. 
I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we move on to uh, promo from the elite. Uh, they're all hanging out in the limousine, and yeah. uh, Kenny calls out Eddie Kingston. Said like, "Oh, you want to fight with me? Mm-hmm. You got to go through Nakazawa." Uh, so later on, we'll have a, a match between them two, sort of. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we didn't cut to a match with the Young Bucks versus Matt and Mike Seidel. Um, they win this match. They would have gotten a title shot with the Young Bucks. I think, I don't know what they're going on with their gear lately. But I think they're trying to just match the craziness that Seth Rollins has with, with his gear. Yeah, I feel like that was a knock. I feel like that was a knock to Seth. I feel like yeah. they're taking a dig at him and wearing it. Like, um, Seth actually said it. He's like, I'm glad my coat made it to uh, around the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, he said, no, I- I'm glad my coat g- got to make it through the forbidden door. That's what Oh, yeah, was. yeah. I think I, was, I think I did see that. Yeah. I laughed oh at that. I was like, yeah, fucking Seth dripping Rollins, man. I actually forgot how this match went, but I saw on their YouTube channel on how the – Match ended, which I thought was hilarious, which is the Matt doing the Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage's uh, punch in the balls, like split to I think it was Mike Seidel, and then him them hitting the BTE trigger onto them, which in the one two three. Damn, that's that's pretty cool. Then I didn't get yeah, to see it the was. match. I, yeah. I mean, you would just go on a YouTube channel just to watch that clip. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, SCU sure. comes out, calls them out, and saying we wanna face SCU. you. But, uh, wanna face you, but we just we be facing a couple bitches instead, and Ooh. we wanna fight the real young bucks, not these two bitches. Uh, Prima donnas in the ring. Yeah, and. I'm excited for whatever that, that is. I know SCU was the ones that were really pushed in the beginning of AEW. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they were I wonder if they will get their tag team titles back. They're the first tag team champions. So Yep. Be the yeah. first two time tag team champions, you know. Um Yeah. I would like to see that happen. I still wonder why Scorpion Sky left, but anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh we didn't go to what I think was like Probably the highlight for me for AEW, which is Orange Cassidy versus Penta El Zero Miedo. Um, you know, uh, they both kind of like were doing their things of being just trying to get in each other's head. Of course, Penta throwing up the Zero Miedo in Cassidy's face. Zero Cassidy just kept trying to put his hands in his pockets. Uh, Penta wouldn't let him, mm-hmm. but eventually he did. And you know, Orange Cassidy is no stranger to Lucha Libre, and they he really brought his Lucha Libre game towards the the Emperor. Oh no, it's the Lord of Lucha Libre. Yes, that Penta calls himself. And yeah, those are really good match <clears throat> between these two. Um, but Alex Abrahantes did try to come in um, to help him out um, near the end, and he was like. Uh, hey, uh, Cassie, you think Penta says was was bad for what he said last week? Well, guess what? And then, but Trent was there to try to uh, intervene on what Alex was trying to say. Microphone from Alex hands it to Orange Cassie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie gets the microphone and hits him 
his pencil with like an orange punch with the microphone instead. I guess the one, two, three. So um, he beat Penta? Yeah, he beat Penta. I was surprised. Oh, I was like, but it was sort of by Alex's downfall for him trying to interrupt again. But yeah, it was, it was still a great match to watch. Uh, but Hunter. Yes. That motherfucker. Uh, he, he's he's going to be funny to watch. I, I, I hate I that know. I missed this match. I hate that I missed this match. But I got home and I was able to catch the other, the latter part, I think. So. Okay. This part right here, I think. Um, what you about to say? Uh, we didn't cut to a promo by Bitbreaker. Uh, just saying that she is number one in rankings, smart sales, and the demographic. And uh, she is, I guess, ready to fight Sheeta whenever. I guess I don't know what the I don't know what these points. I love Bitbreaker. I love to hear her talk, but I don't know what it is with these promos, like these like two minute promos from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to see her wrestle. Um. But I thought that was a really good point that she made that she is number one in the rankings, Bart Sales and Demo though. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't go to uh the Pinnacle and the Inner Circles Parlay. Did you did you watch this one? At least? I got I caught the this is where I came in. Like right okay. here in the middle of this, the parlay. So yeah, I got to hear uh the Chris Jericho speech and where he told uh MJF like, you know, I was telling him off and then Tully tries to come up. He said, no, 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 you don't get to cut me off. You don't get to cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that part. And um, it's kind of funny. to see, I got to see, you know, Warlow try to be the big bad bodyguard. But like as Warlow was staring Chris Jericho down, you can see uh, Hager in the far corner just staring him down. Like, you make a move on my, my fucking dude. I'm coming, bitch. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but otherwise, I didn't get. I didn't catch everything else. I didn't catch the beginning of the parlay. So. Um, I remember uh the highlights was was of course Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara as well. Sean Spears did call out Sammy like, "Hey, are you going to be ready? Because you haven't wrestled in a while. Like, when was the last time you wrestled?" Mm-hmm. And Sammy was like, "Uh, I don't think you, I you I should be worried. You should be worried because." You've been a failure since ever ever since you came to AEW. And last time I checked too, you were a failure before you even came here at your last job. Everybody was just like, "Oh snap!" Oh, he said it to Sean. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Sammy got balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then of course before that they did try to do a coin flip, but they were like, "Man, we don't need a coin flip. The pinnacle." Uh, has the advantage because you're the one that called us out in the first place or something like that. Or, yeah, it was because he was the one, Jericho was the one that decided they should be in blood and guts, which I said in the last episode, it was going to be like a one-match event. Yeah. Uh, but now it's a whole card. Um, About six matches, I think. I was, five or six matches. Yeah, I was like, I thought that was going to be really cool, just one match for this whole I was episode. Just, I'm like, oh. I was just interested on seeing how could they make this two hours worth yeah. of content? <laughs> you know, so I was like, uh, what's about to happen? And then they started adding matches. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, so from what I remember, I try to look on the Fightful Select for, for the card for next week, but what I remember is gonna be well, spoiler for a little bit of the card for right now, it's gonna be 
QT versus Cody, uh, Britt Baker supposed to be in action, um, Eddie Kingston and Nakazawa, uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Nakazawa and Kenny Omega, and I think, I think the Blood and Guts matches still could be on there. So that's that's what I remember. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. So I'm like, but well, I'm like, that could have still been a two hour uh, thing. But yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, the blood and guts match only gonna be won by submission, not pinfall, just submission. And it's gonna be like just like war games where each person comes in like every two minutes or something like that. Damn, Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I hope uh, the cage is gonna be better too because uh, the case that they the very first case they had at the Atlanta show that I went to it was like ridiculously high. Um, I wanted. <laughs> I hope they know how to make their cages better. So I haven't had a cage match ever since. Uh, I think it'll be good. I mean, they're not gonna want to be like WWE or WCW. They're gonna try to make their own spin on it, like they have with everything they've done. So yeah. um, I think we can expect something very cool. Yeah. I do think they're gonna be barbed wire throughout the whole top of it. That's just my thinking. Cool. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to have barbed wire throughout the whole top of it. I just feel like it's going to be there. I don't know why. I just feel like it's going to be there. Because blood and guts. I wouldn't want there. I don't want want it to be there because I feel like Sammy or somebody's going to have to do a, a spot where they jump off the the cage onto everybody. Mm-hmm. You got you got to have that spot. Yeah, which is what I'm saying. Like, like but I think that um, there may be a, a part in the ring where he can do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, they might actually make a little spot for him if they did that, you know. But we'll see. Um, I'm intrigued to see how it's going to look, though. And uh, I always wondered this, you know, with um, these double rings and this war game-like kind of type of feel. When they have these singles matches or these tag team matches, I'm always wondering, how come... Nobody uses the like. How come they never go through that one that side of the ropes, get into yeah, the ring, and just just kind of like go through there, pass through there, bounce off, and go <clears throat> back into the other ring, you know, into the actual ring? Like, if the referee starts counting, then he starts counting, right? Yeah, don't matter, but like, just do a spot there out on the other side of the ring. That'd be kind of cool. I would like to see that would be cool, yeah, you know, because like to me, I've always been intrigued ever since I saw the first like first war games. Back in the day, and then now seeing the one here that NXT did, I was like, dude, they're having these matches. And I'm like, how come they're not kind of like using s- the other ring? Yeah, just throwing themselves into the other ring, like, oops, my bad, didn't mean to do that. Yeah. You know, you might get a pop, who knows? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, like, I'm intrigued to see if anybody does that, like, actually says, screw it, you know, let's go in the other ring for like a minute, see what happens, yeah. you know, like. See if we can do something really cool, you know. Go from ring to ring, you know. Yeah, but we'll see, man. Um, I'm excited to see what what they'll, what they'll do though with that match. Yeah, uh, we didn't go to uh, Nakazawa waiting in the ring for Eddie Kingston. This is not a real match, by the way, which is weird because there's no referee. Nakazawa is still like in office clothing, and Eddie was like, "No, nah, no, nah, what's come on, man? I don't want to fight this dude. I want come on, come on, Omega, come on, let's let's go up." Like Kenny, come out here. Yeah, uh, Kenny calls 
Kenny comes out, but he's like, nah, you got to fight Nakazawa. And Nakazawa hits him with a laptop from behind. But uh, Eddie eventually gets the upper hand, hits him with a spinning back fist, and yeah. gets a chair, wraps it around uh, Nakazawa's ankle. He's like, uh, I'm going to smash this dude's ankle. You don't come out here. It's like, ha, we got more minions than Nakazawa, man. Cutler, come out. Come out here. Where we see Cutler being thrown into the ring. Yeah. Another than John Moxley. And <laughs> we're still <laughs> uh we're still uh um being threatened about uh Nakazawa's ankle. He's like, Yeah, okay, okay. Well but I, I think no, I think Kenny's yeah, ankle. so like basically yeah, um Kenny Kenny and Mox go at it on the top row on the yeah. top thing and then they, he kind of throws him into the ring and then him and Ma, him and Eddie were just beating the crap out of uh, having their way with Omega you know just throw him around finally get yeah. him on the ground and then you know they they took the, they, they, they took out uh, Makozawa and he grabs that chair puts it right under his ankle of uh, Kenny he goes give me the match give us a match you know and, and Don Callis is he's there talking to Don Callis right you remember that yeah. part right yeah so yeah I remember that now yeah so like Don, them pleading, them telling Don, like, look, we're gonna break his fucking ankle, you know, if you don't give us a match. And he's like, what kind of match you want? Like, well, come on, Mox, tell him what the match we want. And Mox is like, I oh, we want Makozawa, Kenny Omega, versus Eddie, and Mox. So they're gonna have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Um, it's gonna be a good match. I I, I did quite enjoy this uh, match itself because of uh, how, um, what you call it, how uh, Eddie and Mox played into this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really good. Good segment. Yeah, we didn't cut to Taz cutting a promo with Christian Cage, and <laughs> Taz is tr- really just trying to be Ta- admin about Cat- Christian being part of Team Taz, but yeah. Christian was like, well, you can just go ahead and just send your boys one by one, and I'll knock them down. And then sooner or later, they'll, be re- they'll recognize that they'll be better off without you. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Christian Cage's uh, little promo, little jabs at Taz. <laughs> oh, yeah, because like, he wanted uh, – I think he was saying that, like, you wish you were me because I've been able to come back. Uh-huh. You still – I know you still want to come back, but I, you, know, you can't. So uh, you just got living vicariously through me or your your wrestlers, basically. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And like that's, when that's cold. And like when he said that about like, oh, Taz, I remember a time when you used to like literally take out people, submit them, you know, and it brought me back to the Taz mission lock that he used to put on that like cross face that chicken wing standing sleeper hold whatever it was modified way yeah and um i remember that move just because of the simple fact that that used to be my finisher in wrestling games <laughs> dude that like when he would get like put you on your back on your chest pick you up and grab yeah. your neck and your arm and push back like that like in like a freaking uh camel clutch but was just with one arm you know one arm and yeah. one in the neck so that right there, like, dude, that was a move to me. That was like the move. The suplexes, that was the move. You know, yeah. I like Taz. So I was like, shit, that is right. Taz used to be a badass motherfucking savage, <clears throat> you know. Real. So to see that and uh, to to Christian to kind of jab him like he did, I was like, damn. 
He got some truth. It's truth bomb, baby. You know, so yeah. Good promo um, though. Good, good little thing. For real. Yeah, it was. We didn't go to uh, Penelope Ford versus Chris Statlander. Oh my god. What? Chris Statlander, man. Oh, she's so awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I thought it was an okay match. Um I feel like there was some botches in this match yeah. of Ford and Chris Statlander. <clears throat> I know um Penelope Ford is still new. She's still learning, but uh just I notice every time they, they wrestle each other there's always a few botches. Which is really yeah. Yeah. That's that's what you get with growing pains when you have a, a person still kind of learning on the fly being green. Um you saw that yeah. you saw that with Lana. And now look at her, she's getting better <laughs> every single time she gets in that ring. Um it's kind of crazy. Like if you look at Z- Zelina Vega, right? Now uh Thea Trinidad. The thing is with her, she was a wrestler before anything, right? And she's yeah. a phenomenal wrestler. But the thing is, when you become a manager and you're not in the ropes, in the ropes too much, I would assume. I'm guessing yeah. there's some kind of ring rust. So when you seen her come back into the ring, she didn't. She probably didn't have that kind of chemistry with the girls yet. So it was kind of like, you know, certain of her matches when she had. Well, she was, I know she was I pretty know, good, uh, but she, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I know Penelope Ford is a pretty like active on AEW Dark, so. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I know usually those are like two or three minute m- matches, but yeah, I guess I mean she's not used to being in like a full light match, like like ten, twelve minutes, mm-hmm. like whatever how long this match was. But yeah, it was still good, but it's just it's hard not to uh, look at those botches though. Yeah, it is. It's hard not to, but uh, you know, overall, I think uh, Chris Leonard did a good job. Holding yeah. that match together, you know, she's a veteran out of them too, so she's gonna have to be the one taking the reins of that match. So when things didn't work out the way they didn't they didn't want that didn't happen, so you know, she kinda held it together. Uh and Penelope actually held her own. You know, there's some growing pains. It's okay. You're gonna have that. But she did a good job in my point of view. Um, I think in a couple years, if you re- like maybe in a year, I wanna say. Yeah, maybe a year and a half. You, re- you revisit this match, Penelope will yeah. be uh, way into her her comfortability zone, and she'll be in it. So, yeah, man. Um, we didn't go to Nightmare Family versus the Factory. I thought it was like really weird <sighs> that <laughs> the Factory came out with uh Cody's bus, the Nightmare Express. I think that was called. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's gonna be into play later. But um, this is really kind of like really the factory showing out party. Um, we did they could see more of Aaron Solo and Camarado as well. And I thought it was a d- pretty decent match for what it was. Um, I like I like seeing Aaron Solo just doing his thing because that, that was really my first time really seeing him wrestle. Me too. I know he's been on. On AEW Dark a few times, but I don't really pay attention to Dark sometimes. Me neither. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was all right. Um, they got the win with Anthony Gogo coming with the punches against Billy and Mar- uh, Mar- um, I think it was Big Shotty Lee. Yeah, that yeah. ate the pin. Um, 
but then a big brawl came came out about what all of them cutesy tries to escape to the bus. Um but who's there at the bus? None other than Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. They have a big brawl. They they oddly enough, they climb up on the top of the bus and have a little fight there. Then Cody hits the figure four. And uh, we um, have a feature of uh, Aubrey Edwards up there for no reason. <laughs> Aubrey Edwards, the referee, shouldn't, there was no reason for her to be up there. Yeah. The match. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. I was like, what is she doing up there? Like, they try everything in their heart to get her on TV as much as possible, which she's, she's, she's really well known outside of wrestling because of the referee and, and how she is and as a referee. So, you know, it's not surprising. And they do – I think she's probably your main referee yeah. for them in AEW for them. I think they chose her as it. So they have yeah. – she's going to be in these pictures. So it's like – but to me, I was like, what was she what doing What is she there? doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think Cody should have stopped and be like, what are you doing up here? It's not a match. Get down. I don't even know why they <laughs> even did that spot. I thought it was so weird. Uh, uh, just uh, nostalgic. Nostalgia. Uh, you know, that's all it was for, man. Uh, it worked, uh, but it just, it just made me laugh that Aubrey Edwards is up there. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, we didn't cut to uh, Kip trying to talk to Miro, but ultimately just ended up being just straight up attacked by Miro. And then when he was done, Miro was like, I forgive you, Kip. I forgive you. I'm like, what the fuck? This is like, this is like one of the most what the fuck segments in a while for AEW to me. Yeah. Like, I understand. I sort of understand the beatdown, but I also don't understand the end where he's like, I forgive you. I guess I guess they're just making him a rageful, bipolar man, you know, character type of wrestler. Uh, that's kind of what I see where he's going with it. You know, like he's he's compassionate, but he has this rage. Then he wants to get what he wants, and that's a title. He says that nobody will stop him, and um, he means it. So uh, that's what you're getting. So, but it, it's just crazy. It's just crazy uh, that that segment itself, uh, like smashing his hand to that door. I was like, oh god, that just that hurt. Because they didn't, yeah, yeah, cut. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't do no yeah, camera didn't. angle. It was just straight up watching it, and I'm like, dude, that was. Oh. But what 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 I what I'm realizing about um about AEW is uh, they cut quickly. They don't really yeah. give time for a, 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 an angle to kind of linger and settle in. Yeah, they just, they just cut. So immediately after he was like kind of walling away for like a second, they cut to another script, a scene. I'm like, shit, man! I kind of wanted to see how he was feeling, how was he selling it, you know? So they didn't really give me a chance to actually see how he was really feeling. Just a little quick, little ah, shit, cut, huh? Wait, is it done? Okay, I can get my hand up. All right, cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get some eat. You know, that's what it felt <laughs> like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I would like to see more of a linger. I get, but I guess I'm just used to like WWE product, where they they do that a lot. So yeah, um, we didn't go to our main event, which was uh, ten from Dark Order, which is Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. This was a really great showing as well for uh, ten from the Dark Order. 
I've seen him wrestle a few times, you know, other matches on AEW and on AEW Dark. And I've, I've been waiting for him to get his own spotlight. So this was, like, a really great showing for him against Darby, um, especially with his power game. Whenever Darby tries to go for something high-flying, he would just be stopped by just the massive body of 10 just, like, hitting a brick wall against yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a really good match. Um, there was an interruption midway through the match from Ethan Page. Um, but he didn't know about it. <laughs> um, but Excuse me. Uh, he did try to lock in his full Nelson. Um, yeah, but Darby did the most devastating move in sports entertainment, which is the surprise roll-up and got the one, two, three. <laughs> um. The match itself was, was was a good match, but it's what happened after the match, yeah, that I want to talk about. You know, all right, yeah, because uh, we we got to see something that I haven't really seen yet from a certain somebody in paint. You know, the icon. I've been wanting you to fight, man. I've been wanting you to wrestle a little bit. What we do, we got to see that because, you know, um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page were like all over this match. Ethan Page, really. But then they come in there and uh, you see them attack Darby and uh, Sting. And uh, Sting is actually taking some bumps. And God, I was uh, a little scared for him when he got tripped up and and slammed on his back, like a little low kick trip from um, Scorpio. And then, you know, because that looked a little scary. You know, I was like, oof. You know, any any bump that he takes like that, I'm going to get scared. Just because it's staying in, in, in his age, I hate to say that, but, you know, you don't know. You just don't know, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, to see that happen and see the bumps that he took to do that this match and then um, having Lance, Lance uh, come out there and make the save again, um, it, it was a very good ending to a show that was pretty good from what I, I'm hearing for the first half, but the second half was pretty good, you know? Yeah, it so, was good. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm glad uh, Lance did come out for the save to um, for them. I, I like always like seeing Lance as well. Um, and I'm really interested what's going to happen. I thought they were going to do a rivalry with, with him and Sting, but now it seems yeah. like they're going to be teaming up soon. Yeah, you know, my enemy of you, my enemy of my enemy is. My friend of me, so uh, that's basically what's going on. Uh, you know, um, the spot where they were doing the whole Scorpio Sky had that lock in, that leg, that leg hit, that heel hook, right? Yeah. Leg. And then uh, Ethan Page with that, I think it was an STF or something like that, or a crossface kind of form. Yeah, they're like yeah. kind of like doing that whole little thing, you know. You see Darby looking at Sting and trying to like help him and not uh, freaking out, and then that's when Lance came out there. That was a cool little spot. Um, I'm just wondering if it's going to be a Darby Allen and Lance versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, or is it going to be a Sting and Lance? Yeah, that's all. You know, thinking. like the the three which which of these which of these out of these three guys are we going to see face Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky soon? Because that that's what I want to see. I want to know. Yeah, but. Very good into the match, uh, the surprise roll up. Okay, whatever. But it saves ten because he he had a really good match, and it keeps his whole little surprise 
rolling of matches that you know Darby Allen has been on on retaining the title. Uh, he's kind of like a, a a little you know Jeff Hardy, John Cena right now because you know John Cena always pulls it out mm-hmm. out of his chinny chin chin, you know somehow. So um, yeah, let's just see what happens, man. Uh, good show though. Yeah. Uh, we want the NXT. Uh, we start off with. Uh, I like how they do mention that they do have the me- the best women's division in the whole world, and we do start off with Dakota Kai versus Mercedes Martinez uh, opening. This is a really good. Um, this really showed off like Mercedes' power game. Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota Kai did try to come in with her, you know, where her kicks, you know, catching a team kick. Um, but ultimately, um, Mercedes was going to win. Um, but Mercedes did get in the face of Raquel. And you don't want to get in the face of Raquel. Nope. Um, uh, unless you want to get stepped on, which, you know, I volunteer to be stepped on by Raquel. Um, <laughs> get out of here, man. <laughs> it's a kid's show. It's a kid's show. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, we say fuck a lot. Uh, <laughs> Um. So you know, uh, Mercedes stick in the face of Raquel. Raquel comes in. Wait, where do you want her? Where do you want her to step you? On, step on you? What part of your body? Uh, uh, <laughs> Just kidding with you. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so dude, like uh, Raquel, like when you step to Raquel, right, and uh, you get in her face. You rue the day immediately, like an instant karma after that match. Well, during that match, because she says, "Screw it, Dakota Kai's gonna lose." Oh, uh, real quick, you're like you be like getting real real body, like your voice is just like it stops. I'm, I know I don't want to interrupt you, but it's just I don't know how you can fix it. It's just yeah, it's, I, I was like, you're like you're talking and just stop, robot. I'm like, ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's where you're you're recording at. Like uh, his location in your house or what? What are you hearing? It was like you you were talking and it was like stop and just like your know, your voice is all ro- robotic and I can't hear a single word you're saying. Oh like no! Second. Yeah. Can you hear me right now? Yeah, you're good. It's just sometimes those, I don't know it's the connection to your internet or what. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to play it back and see. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead <laughs> about Raquel. Uh, um. Yeah, dude, uh, Raquel beat the living crap out of uh, Mercedes. Yeah, that that one's uh that was crazy. Uh, picks her up, throws her through against the freaking, you know the the barricades. Yeah. yeah, the barricade cage, plexiglass, all that. She beats the shit out of her. Um, kind of ensuing and, and uh, making an emphatic. That she is the heel going forward in this in this rivalry, and Mercedes will be the face. So we'll, we'll see. What really happens. weird. Honestly. Yeah, very. Like, yeah, really, really weird. You know, everybody's gonna be cheering for Raquel anyway, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, uh, we didn't. We didn't cut to a little short interview with Shotzi and Ember, um, talking about their match later on with uh, the Robert Stone brand. Um, but then they get interrupted by uh, Frankie Monet for a little bit, and then some gifts comes in. 
uh, with flowers and chocolate. They're like, oh, well, that's cool. Who's it by? And like, uh, Frankie Monet reads the card. It's like from Dexter Loomis. And they're like, what? Uh, no, I don't need this. Uh, Ember is like, I'm married. You, you take it. And Shadow's like, no, I don't want it. You take it. And he's just like going back and forth and just trying to toss it back to each other. Oh, it's that was hilarious. Um, but it does play the moon. <laughs> what up, oh, yeah. Uh He goes to a jewelry store to find like the most expensive watch, I guess. And he's like, "Oh, this watch is really nice. Uh, what kind of watch is this?" And then it turns out it's a chocolate watch. Like, hey, wait a minute, I don't want this chocolate watch. I want some real gold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that that and, segment uh, was pretty good. Yeah. And um, if you do, you want to go ahead and move on to the, like the actual segment where the other part happens, the second segment. Of it? Uh, well, I, well no, one one other way. joke, which I thought was funny. Um, he was like, uh, the guy's like, well, I I got this one watch I can show you. Like, okay, just take all the time you want. I have all day. A minute later, he's like. Come on, man! I don't have all day. What's going? What's taking you so yeah, long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cameron Grimes, man! I like, I like, oh, I like yeah. seeing these backstage segments. Uh, yeah, we didn't go back later in the in the night with him looking at another watch. It's like, oh, this is really nice. Okay, okay. And then who uh, shows up in that segment? The Million Dollar Man. <laughs> he comes in and he says like oh that's a nice watch but too bad it ain't a two million dollar watch and just laughs in Cameron Gunn's face Cameron just like Ted Dimiase that was funny dude that was, that was hilarious one. Yeah, even your impersonation of it too yeah, that was really <laughs> thanks man that was, that was really good that was good, that was good. <laughs> we then go to uh, Ring but the grizzled young veterans cutting a promo, telling they're going to be uh, soon, very soon, to be next NXT Tag Team Champions. Of NXT, you know. Yes. And um, they look sharp, I, I, too. They were, they were rocking in the suits. Both look really you know, sharp in the suits. Yeah. But then, um, as he continues to say, soon to be very soon recognized as the next NXT next CNO Tomasa Champa song hits and next scene now you see old man Champa <laughs> toothless Timmy <laughs> shoes off if you hate Zach Gibson um, so um, they had that little chant going on and, and I, I like to hear that I, I loved to hear uh, NXT's universe, you know, screaming "Toothless Timmy, Toothless Timmy," <laughs> that yeah. was everything for me. Um, so uh, that whole promo, uh, like walking to each other, back and forth, the whole fight that breaks out, uh, so so awesome, so awesome. I'm here for it. I'm here for these two guys to face each other. Once again, since the Dusty Classic, uh, and uh, see what happens. I like I like Champa and uh, Toothless Timmy. I like it. I like this combo. Yeah, yeah. I really can't wait to see. Uh... I also like they were like. Um, I don't know if you did say it because your audio was cutting out again, 
but <laughs> uh, um, he did. I like how uh, Champa was like, "Well, we're grizzled, and we're veterans, so uh, maybe we should go at it." So, I like how he did mention that. I, I like how he didn't emphasize the young part. But they they are grizzled veterans, Champa and Thatcher. So oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to see them and go at it. I, I don't know if they were announced for next week or not, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Hell yeah. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't get to a little promo with Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Um, I like how Drake Maverick broke the fourth wall kind of with this promo. Um. Basically, he doesn't really trust Killian Dane, and he was like, "I've seen this so many times, man. We're gonna, we're gonna go walk out, um, but you're gonna walk behind me, and then you're gonna attack me from behind, and then, and you're all gonna jump me right at that instant. Or if we're gonna be in a match, and then I try to reach out to you to get my tag, but then you just leave me hanging, and I get attacked by Imperium anyway. So, either way, this match ain't gonna go good for me." Damn. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's the first time I, I don't know, that's the first time in a while, but yeah, that's the first time I ever heard someone like call them out, like just breaking the fourth wall like that. It's like when in the horror movie, when they like reveal like the, the funny guy is like, I don't want to, I don't want to go in there because the, the funny guy always die first, and not the funny guy, and then he dies first. <laughs> uh, so um yeah that's that's gonna be interesting yeah can't wait um, man. i can't wait we didn't cut to uh like a five second vignette with shyly talking in chinese with no subtitles by the way which is really annoying already like this 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 whole gimmick is just annoying and then you, you cut to a little vignette with no with no subtitles i'm like uh why I just kind of don't acknowledge it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I didn't I, want to, but I had to do it for the show. I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't go to Isaiah Sir Scott and like in a studio, cutting a promo about uh, how he's really liking this new side of Leon Ruff, and because he's the one that challenged him, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna make the the match, and this next week it's gonna be false count anywhere with him and Leon Ruff." Um, we about to see a match. Yeah, that's what we about to see. Yeah, these these two guys are hungry and they want to prove that they belong. And we gonna see it next week here, Tuesday night, NXT. Baby. Swerve, swerve. We Versus. didn't go. T- <laughs> <My bad. laughs> you remember. Well, we did. All right. Well, did I cut we, out again? No. You just you paused for a minute. I'm like, uh. I was kind of hoping you would have read my mind and then said. No. We both have bad connection, I guess, in different ways. I need you right here. I die. Yeah. Uh, All right. We didn't go to a match with Tony Storm versus Zeta Ramir. Uh, before, the ma- before the match starts, Tony Storm. Cuts a promo on Zoe Stark saying, like, because of me 
you're now relevant. And I was the one that made NXT take over, stand deliver what it was, rada, rada, rada. I'm just like, girl, get it on your high horse. You know? Um, love you, Tony. Still. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tony would, was then, like, eventually, like, just throwing around Zeta Ramirez on the whole ring, just beating the hell out of her. But then there was a spot, I think, where they're on the top rope. But then Zoe Stark comes in and kind of interrupts the match just to walk down the ramp. Tony's surprised. Um, Zeta uh, knocks Tony down and hits like a high flying move, gets Tony two three, which is really surprising. Which I thought was going to be like a squash match, basically. But Zeta. Uh, getting the win over Tony Storm. Fucking Ramir, man. She is a reality of wrestling. This is a Booker T student. And oh, she's getting... I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. And we are getting to see her, um, you know, in a couple matches. And I, I did say this before in another podcast that she was, when she got squashed last time, um, this was who she was. And um, her shooting star freaking press to win that match freaking crazy dude i don't know if you did you you see how her lay her feet touched the back of her head like as she was going in midair i'm like bro dude um everything uh she did a good job selling and uh making this match feel like it was a squash match because it should have been right she's still a rookie she's still learning right but it doesn't matter she has a Fantastic shooting star press. Uh, a little bit more crisper as she gets better. But the Sounds whole... Sounds like a Billy Kidman shooting press. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say that. Um, yeah. So, and she looks like a badass. Uh, so now she's here. She yeah. beat a top star. She's here. We're going to see more of her. I can't wait. Ramir, awesome job. Even if it was kind of like a, you know, push, distraction what kind of win? It doesn't matter. She won the match. She pinned Tony Storm. One, two, three, clean in the ring. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we didn't cut to two different promos. First was one with a Legato de Fantasma and saying that basically they're going to get the gold back with the Cruiserweight Championship and the Tag Team Championships, whenever that is. And one with LA Knight as well. Your boy, LA Knight. Um, just talking about how he got that big victory thanks to uh, Indy Hartwell. And I was kind of sad he wasn't on the show, really, honestly. Like, he's not my boy. He's your boy. But still, like, I was like, man, come on. You see see what I'm saying? You can't have have him cut a promo like that and not have him on the show. Right, right, right. The promo is where he works, and he goes out in the ring and actually shows people up. It's crazy. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Eli... (laughs) now LA night and yeah. he said you know you always have fun in LA night you know with uh yeah so you know and and it's not an insult it's just a fact of life yeah. <laughs> that that little thing right there when he says that I just oh god and it to me it just oozes like a a and I, and I know that I'm you know people may not agree with it but if you think about it right you have to really think about it there's a man that used to talk like this, and he used to go about it this way, and he used to talk about his uh, shootle in a, in a certain way. 
And he's now one of the most uh, highly paid guy in Forbes magazine, Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He has that same kind of type of, you know, not not the whole thing. He ain't got the whole slice of the pie. He got a piece of the pie, like a little slice. And mm-hmm. this is how his promos were. He he is literally a modern day NXT version of The Rock on that promo because he has a catchphrase and he always, you know, puts the oomph to that catchphrase yeah. when he says it. It's like it's not an insult. That's just the fact of life. And his he says his name in a third person, L.A. Knight. This man has it, man. Eli Drake, you're um, L.A. Knight. You are a star in the making, and um, I hope he does get to have a match soon with a title uh, on the line. The dude has it. You know, he makes you want to watch him. After a promo like that, he makes you want to watch him. So what was the next promo, man? Tell me the next one. What was the next one? Uh, we didn't get to a match between Austin Theory and Bronson Reed. Um, mm-hmm. Bronson Reed wins, wins his match as a shot with uh, Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. <clears throat> and I like how sad Indy is throughout the whole entrance for Austin Theory. <laughs> like, no, my baby girl, she's sad. I hate mm-hmm. seeing this man. Um, and uh, did you see like what happened when Bronson was coming out and he's staring down Johnny in that same spot that Carrion was, you know, and, and after he walks up to the ramp, when his music hits, you see Theory pop his head over. It's like, hey, why you guys so mad? I'm so sad. I have a match next. <laughs> I have a match next. <laughs> like, all jolly. I'm like, dude, you're about to get your ass kicked. <laughs> he did. Like, and, and he did. Um, so, uh, Dexter does doesn't Dexter come out? Yeah, Dexter comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, tries to confront Indy. Um, and she's Indy, like, like, no, 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 get away from me. And it's all because of damn flowers, man. Why, Dexter? Why? Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, Indy does go in the ring, and he tries to. They try to like interact again, like I guess they do like kiss, but then, um. I think Bronson was going to hit Theory or something like that. But Dexter moves her out of the way. Uh, he gets hit by Theory instead. Johnny tries to come in as well, but Reed takes him down. Uh, Reed hits the tsunami on Theory, gets the one, two, three. Yeah. Um, now Reed is still the new double contender for that uh, North American championship again. <laughs> but yeah, this is. I do like how they did mention, like, oh, well, at TakeOver, he did fight, like, five guys the day before to to get that championship. But now he's going to be more refreshed and more revitalized for that championship match. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that, about it like that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I wonder who wins the rematch. I would assume Bronson should win. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know. You know, Johnny's on a really good run with his title. Even though he hasn't really defended it. Mm-hmm. But he has been a really good NXT North American champion. So, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we then cut to uh, the back with MSK and Kushida. Cutting a promo. Uh, these, these guys are still a little lackluster for me. But I did like how... Kushida was like, you know, they ain't ready for MS Kushida. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I like I like that. Um 
We then uh, go to the back with the way they're all like hurt and disgruntled by that match. And Ken is like, you know what? The reason why we lost is because Shotzi and Ember. And Andy is like, what? What are you talking about? Didn't you see like they got flowers and stuff from Dexter Loomis? And Andy gets fired up. Like, what? Are you serious? They're like, yeah, yeah, they're trying to steal your man. He's, and then she gets even more fired up. And then like, yeah, let's go get him. So that was that was very interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. It, it yeah. makes those flowers mm-hmm. being sent kind of suspicious. Yeah. You know, something's going on there. Something's fishy. You know, why yeah. Why would you do that? You know, and he's uh, expressed a lot of interest in Indy. So something's happening behind the scenes. Somebody's doing something, Candace. Yeah, you know, I ain't saying it, but I'm saying it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with that. And um, the 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 then then don't we cut to the actual match? Uh, well, it's a little out of place, but yeah. Oh, never um, mind. Then let's keep it moving. To the yeah, um, we're gonna go to the the tag team match with Imperium versus uh, Oh yeah, Dane and Drake Maverick, and the whole time <laughs> where uh. Killing Dan and Drake Maverick's uh, entrance. Uh, Maverick is like, no, you walk forward. Like, you, you keep, like, uh, Dan's like, come on, let's go. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, I want you to go in front of me. You go in front of me. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and so, like, the whole time, Drake is just suspicious about Killian yeah. Dan. And even, like, before the backstage segment, before the match, you know, they're, McKenzie's uh, interviewing him, and he's like, I know how this goes. I know I've, I've watched enough wrestling. I know enough wrestling to know that you're going to, as soon as I go out there, you're going to beat me from behind. You're going to beat me from behind. You're going to join them. And when I go to yeah. tag you, you're going to jump down. You know, giving all these scenarios of how of Killian Dane actually, you know, turning on him. So, yeah. So, you know, he, he walked into, Drake walked into this match knowing that he was probably going to get jumped. Yeah. Um, I can't really remember too much of this match besides like, Drake did eat a lot of punishment from Imperium um, to the point where, like, his pants come off almost. Like, uh, like they, I, do, I don't know why they, they're wearing just jeans in, in their, for their wrestling gear. But I think Fabian Eichner gives Drake a slam and his belt comes off. And so, like, part of his pants, like, keeps falling down the whole match. And, yeah. uh, but he keeps trying to go for the hot tag from for Dane, but he even sees like Dane is sort of disappeared because one of the guys in Imperium takes him down from the apron and he's just like, Oh, come on. He never gets the hot tag. Um yeah. Imperium just annihilates Drake. Yeah, they put a good number on him up until the point where uh Dane was trying to get that hot tag again and they took him down again and, and uh uh, Bertal tells Alexander Wolf to take him out, and uh, he grabs a chair, goes to take out Killian Dane, but he couldn't. He just stopped. He just looks at him. Yeah, and uh, like I said, Marcel Bartel has been eyeing Wolf throughout this whole situation, and we're starting to see the miscommunication between them, and um, or the the certain compassion coming out of Wolf, so. Well, mm-hmm. what was going on there, right? And uh, before it happened, Bartel tries to come in the middle of it and then it causes uh, Dane to get involved, take them both out, and then 
you know, Bartelli ends up getting the upper hand and uh, getting him in the ring. You know, there's a chance, there's a point in time where Dane was about to take out Bartel, but uh, Wolf wouldn't let him do it. And then Drake comes over the mid rope with his pants falling down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that was a good spot. And uh, for them to end up losing that match, uh, well, I guess it was kind of predictable. But um, yeah. having Imperium win and uh, walking out and uh, going to the top of the ramp, and you notice how Alexander Wolf steps forward, and as they soon before they were about to salute, they both stepped forward, Fabian yeah. and, and and Bartel stepped forward in front of him to kind of show that they're the one, they're the dominant ones, not him. So it's yeah. a it's a lot going on there. I wonder what's going to happen when Walter shows up because you know he's bound to show up. Uh, so we'll see. Oh, um, we then cut to another promo by Pete Dunn, just saying he's still the te- best technical wrestler in the world. Um, you know, he's beating Kushida, he's beating Gargano, and he's not afraid of carrying cross. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what what the future holds for Pete Dunn. He's just been doing these promos in the back. And whatever he does next, I'm, it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I wonder who he faces, though. Yeah. Uh, we then go to the, the supposed tag team match between Robert Stone, Brandon, and Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon. Um, Robert Stone, Brandon's already waiting in the ring. Shotzi and Ember come out in their tank, but then they get attacked by the way, um, holding uh, all the presents they got. Just throwing it in their faces. Um, <clears throat> I was surprised that Indy threw a vase at Shotzi's head and just <sighs> you see glass shatter everywhere. I was like, golly. Yeah, that was that was brutal. So, brutal. Um, dude, I thought it was funny that the Robert Stone brand was cheering, like, oh, we won the match. And what, <laughs> the match never started. <laughs> yeah, the um, match never started. You guys don't yeah. win the titles. The referee's just trying to explain them. No, you didn't win. The match never started. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, just seeing Candace and uh, Indy show that kind of uh, ruthlessness. And, uh, you know, you're seeing a very nasty side of Indy because, you know, those flowers. She's hurt. Yeah. You know, um, though Loomis did push her out of the way earlier when that match between Theory and, and and Bronson, she still doesn't forgive him. She's still heartbroken, uh, so to speak. And the fact that Loomis doesn't talk, it's going to be kind of hard to find out when he will actually answer, you know, tell the truth or, or how this is going to come to flourishing because there's something brewing in there. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so we do have a match set for next week with them, those two girls, well, two teams um, in a street fight, I guess. I think it's going to be for the titles, too. So, yeah, I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, I'm sad. Uh, we didn't go to the main event. Well, actually, before the main event, we go to interview with Adam Cole um, uh, at his house, just saying how he's over this whole thing with Kyle and just ready for the next big thing, um, whatever that comes. So. Uh, I don't know when Adam's. Uh, we don't know when Adam, Adam's gonna come back, but uh, whenever he does, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do go to the main event, which is MSK and Kushida versus 
uh, Legato del Fantasma. Uh, and this was just a beatdown for MSK and Kushida. They did get some offense in, but ultimately this was just a beatdown for them. And I was like, dang, this is serious. Yeah, it was uh, pretty serious. Um, they, they beat the snot out of them. Um, yeah. Kushida getting thrown to the table, the announce table by... Uh, yeah. And then uh, then getting that bomb on him and then um, having Legado de Fantasma win the match. Hold all three titles up in the air. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of hope, since we're in that little stages of to get more views and uh, be cooler than an AEW, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder if um, NXT books a match, a six-man match, tag team match, for all three titles. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like winner take all. Like if uh, Legado Fantasma win, then that means they get the tag team titles and the Cruiserweight title goes back to the man that Made it famous. So, or MSK wins and Kushida, they get the titles back. That'd be kind of a cool way to keep that rivalry going without having to have that one on one match again or that two on two match. You know, I would like to see that. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, me too. Uh, but yeah, that was a really good main event, man. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they were in the main event too. Um, I'm glad they were the ones that closed out the show and just beat down MSK, which I, I think nobody really still likes them. I remember seeing people boo when they came out st- still in front mm-hmm. of the entrance as well. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about um, SmackDown. Um, we got to talk about it. That, that was a good main event. It was. It was a very good main event. Um, I will say... The Intercontinental match was really good um, for me. Uh, it, it told the story that it needed to tell. Mm-hmm. But the meat of the show was all about Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns uh, for the Universal title and Roman's 240-something-plus day as a champion. Uh, so this guy has been reigning dominance over this whole roster for about a year now. And uh, ever since his return. So this match, uh, if you look on social media and all that on Instagram and everything, you know, they had these polls between who will win the match, who will win the match. And it was always Roman. A good percentage of the people already knew, regardless of what happens, Roman was going to win. And um, yeah. it was a really good match. But the entrance of Roman Reigns, he yeah. introduced a new entrance music. And uh, what are your thoughts on that, man? I thought it was really good. I thought it was fitting for what um, his new character. It sounds like something you would hear of like uh, like a gladiator going into like a, a fight, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was very fitting for him, you know, him being the head of the table and everything. And every match he's been in for that title has always been has that big fight feel, you know, so... Uh, it's really fitting for him, and I'm glad they got rid of the Shield music for him. Yeah, it's about time. You know, it's been time, way been yeah. time. But you know, they it, it said that they took six months of making this to make the song. Yeah, and um, 
for it to be introduced tonight, also, I mean, the other night on SmackDown was really cool. Uh, I think that was a really cool treat to the the fans. I got to watch it. Uh, the match was a match of the year candidate in my point of view because you didn't get any involvement from Jey Uso. No. Nope. You just had two men going at it. And uh, two men that can't have a bad match. No. These two cannot have a bad match. I remember watching them two face off each other against Fastlane when Roman's first run to the, go to the top against yeah. Brock when he got booed the hell out of the stadium at, at Royal Rumble. Um, that match with Daniel Bryan on Fastlane was a very good match. And that was probably one of the first times they really got to work together where Roman was his face. So um, that match was, was a really good match uh, to see this match happen on live television free. For the viewers on Fox to watch it, what a steal! What a I fucking know. steal! This was a bad, bad, badass match. It was so good in so many ways. Um, you didn't have any kind of spots where the the wrestler had to get to that spot. It was just mm-hmm. natural. Everything that happened between these two was just so natural, so in sync that there's a reason why it, to me it's a match of the year candidate because. Um, it, everything going into it, the storyline, the Roman, the way he was throughout the whole match, uh, Brian being so technical and being spot on, like with that Superman punch right in, or that spear. I think it was a Superman punch when he runs into that freaking kick yeah, right to was, the yeah. right arm. Uh-huh. Dude, that was that was pretty cool. Um, that was very cool. I was like, dude, that was really cool. And the back suplex drop in the top rope, second rope, and um, seeing Roman sell it like he did. It was a, it was a really good match. Um, a lot of the times I thought Roman was gonna lose, uh, but especially yeah. when he when Brian kicked out of that uh, that spear, I was like. But what the one thing that I will say is that spear didn't look like it was that impactful. So maybe that's the reason why you could mm-hmm. you know go off because he's never had anybody really kick out of a spear since his whole run. So for Brian to kick out on Friday Night SmackDown. The way he did was like, whoa, that's weird, you know? But he he won the match by putting Daniel Bryan to sleep, you know? Yeah, so, he didn't tap out. He went to sleep. Yeah, I think it they, just also showed how much heart that Daniel Bryan has mm-hmm. um, as a wrestler. Um, for him to kick out of the spear and to not tap out to Roman's submission, which I think is super deadly as well. Yeah. So um, the after-match tactics by Roman Reigns, to go out there and um, grab the two chairs and go for the concerto. Um, that's a smart move. Yeah. You know, he's getting to the point now where he's starting to really come into his own. And now he's going to use a move that he took from a legend and, uh, and a hall of famer for an edge who we haven't seen since WrestleMania. <laughs> so, yeah. so this is a, uh, I was really wondering if edge was going to come out there. As soon as he brought the two chairs out there, like he's a oh, Edge is gonna come out because in my head I thought it was gonna be Cesaro, probably like which it was, which it was right. Um, but I was like, nah, it has to be Edge because he's about to use a concerto. It would be like the most sense made to go ahead and get this match out of the way. That way, Cesaro, if they so fit feel that Cesaro should be the next champion, that they can go ahead and do it, you know. But. No, it was uh, Cesaro running out there, and he just comes full swing and just comes at Roman, dude. So um, that that was crazy to see that. But then Jey Uso, 
Yeah. Fucking main event Jey Uso comes through and uh, takes out Cesaro, wraps him up in the ring and between the ropes, and he has to sit there and watch as Roman gives uh, Daniel yeah. Bryan a uh, goodbye present. An emphatic goodbye present. Uh, concerto mm-hmm. for your for your troubles. Goodbye. Good riddance. You're banned. And this that is sucks. also a good way for uh, for them to ride out Daniel Bryan yeah. for a little while as well. Figure out his situation. You know, he's talked about wanting to go to, you know, work for different promotions, but yeah. still want to be with WWE. So maybe um, it happens. I hope that WWE does give him that rush and he gets to wrestle in NXT, maybe or Raw, and then then maybe he goes to the UK for a match, or maybe and then maybe. Maybe they go through that forbidden door and let him wrestle. Yeah. And uh, AEW, you know, yeah. so that, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, Roman did drop a promo uh, this morning on social media and Instagram saying that, you know, he thinks that Brian should thank him. Uh, but he more now is talking to his uh, his Friday Night Smackdown universe. He says that next Friday he wants them to acknowledge him and thank him. And um, all that stuff. So Roman's still going. He's still showing that he is that that personified dominant heel and the dominant champion. Um, We'll see what happens, man. I I hope Cesaro can knock him off. But we'll see. Um, Did you get to watch Monday Night Raw, the whole riddle in Orton? Uh, I I saw what you sent me. Yeah. Dude, I I enjoyed that. I, I can't tell you how how glad I am to see this happen. Um, it doesn't matter how long it lasts. I don't care how long how long this lasts. I just want to see it happen. Um, to yeah. see Riddle and, and Orton, and know that Orton was in favor for this. He wanted to do this, even though he knows that Riddle snubbed him a years ago, uh, two years ago when he first came in the doors. But you know, Randy being the veteran that he is. Uh, he's going to give this RK bro a chance. The match itself was really good. Um, Orton was a hot tag and takes out Cedric and, uh, they and Shelton. Them? Yeah. What? Cedric and oh Shelton. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't and, know uh, that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Poor. But they, they, they had a good match. They had a good match. They, they uh, isolated Riddle throughout the whole match. Riddle finally gets loose and tags in Orton. Orton gets a hot tag. Gets Shelton all over the place, and uh, he throws. And the the crazy part, the cool part, is where Orton does a snap slam, does the snaps uh, power slam off the rope, gets uh, Shelton to roll over, and then he's like sets him up for the fucking RKO. He starts setting up for that RKO, and he looks to his left and realizes uh, he looks to Riddle, and Riddle's like, "Randy, Randy," and he turns around, and there's. Uh, Cedric jumping from the top rope, so he catches him midair. Boom, RKO. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I like that. Just because you got to hear Riddle say, Randy, Randy, kind of like called it out for him. So he can just mm-hmm. go, boom, RKO out of nowhere. And he hits the RKO and throws Shelton over the top rope, brings him back into the mid rope, goes to that draping DDT. And there's Riddle just like screaming for a tag, like, Randy, tag me in, tag me in. <laughs> And Orton's like reluctant at first, but he's like, fuck it. Come on, tag. Tags him in. And he's like, 
totally, bro. Gets on top of the rope. And um, after he hits a draping DDT, comes in with the floating bro by Riddle. One, two, three. They win the match. You know, um, good match. And um, the ending was what made me laugh. Uh, Riddle going in for a hug <laughs> with Orton. And Orton immediately rejecting it. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like he was about to beat him up and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. we're good, we're good, we're good. Pulls apart and then uh, they're celebrating, kind of like chuckling a little bit. And then, you know, Riddle goes to do the whole little, like his entrance, you know. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing that, Riddle, Randy's right in front of him, on top, like hovering over him. And you could just see that Riddle's wanting that RKO stance. But Randy just kind of looks at him and says, too soon, too soon, and walks away mm-hmm. <laughs> and gets out of the ring. But um, backstage uh, segment later on, uh, they're doing an interview, and Riddle's just going off about, like, we're going to win these titles, we're going to win that title, we're going to be these champions, we're going to be that champions, we're going to be the greatest champions of all time. And Randy's like, Riddle, one day at a time. We're taking this one day at a time. And he's like, yeah, I know, bro, but but we're going to be champions. We're going to be cool, man. Like He's like, I'm going to text you. I'm going to call you. He's like, don't. Just don't. <laughs> and he's walking away. He's like, okay, you're more of a FaceTime guy? Okay, I'll FaceTime you. <laughs> he's like walking away. I was like, dude, Riddle and Orin are, are a great pair. So, um, yeah, I'm happy about this. So that was pretty cool, man. That was my two highlights of Raw and SmackDown, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's it for me as yeah. far as everything else with wrestling goes. Uh, oh, this is the uh, uh, 13 year anniversary, I think. Uh, the Scott Steiner promo, uh, Steiner math. Oh, my as God. Re- yeah, no, as I'm recording this, yeah, I think it was the 13th year anniversary of that, <laughs> but uh. To anyone who's listening who doesn't know about the Steiner promo, go ahead and just, just Google it. It's, yeah. It'll make your day. I'll, I'll listen to it whenever I feel down. And I'll just <laughs> watch that. <laughs> uh, so I think that's it for us. Thank you again for uh, listening to another episode of Two Hype Bros Podcast. I'm your host, One Sweet Chris. That's Marcos Gonzalez. Yep. Uh, y'all keep it tight. Stay hype. And y'all have a good night. You. Yep. Bro. Bro.